God, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? You think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Hello everyone and welcome to another installment of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is episode number 75, 13 Assassins. And you may be thinking to yourself, why 13 Assassins? And that's because this is our second listener request. (laughs) They're like, that's not good enough. That's (laughs) not good enough of an explanation. (laughs) Well... You're not the ones that had to watch it. No. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, this one is brought to us by another uh, long, long time. time. Long time, big time, first time. Very <laughs> In very early. And even someone who kind of spreads the word. Right. So, yes. When we sent out the call for listener requests, Keith sent one in pretty quickly, and here we are. Yeah. And we will get to another one later on. Probably, hopefully, I mean, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Hopefully it'll be posted pretty soon within, like, you know, within the same week. And then, you know, we'll maybe get to a couple more, you know, post-Thanksgiving, something like that. I mean, we're not going to do them all at once because that would really, really drain our listenership and also be a real (laughs) hardship for us Um, having to do ones that we don't really want to do. Keith kind of giving with one hand and taking with the other. Uh, The movie on Netflix making our lives a little bit easier. Right, but But also the first... subtitles. Yeah, the first non-English entry. It is funny because we did have... We do have like a a subtitled film on the horizon that we want to do. Right. Although not... Which is fine in that sense. (laughs) Now was this in <laughs> This was in Japanese, right? Uh, this wasn't Chinese. Well <laughs> See, this is tricky territory <laughs> for us. It's like I literally don't even know what language this movie was in. No, it has to, it's Japanese. Right. <laughs> it's like when I started the movie I didn't even have the subtitles on because for some reason on my Netflix like it just didn't automatically have them on and I just figured well it's gonna come on like eventually <laughs> so I like watched it for like a few minutes before I was like I better see if these are gonna come on now uh, <laughs> a lot of energy put in uh, by us just to determine how to pronounce the director's name I'm still not really sure it's not Mike his last name <laughs> Is it Mike? Um, yes, this film, 13 Assassins from 2010, direct, directed by Takashi Miike, um, who actually has yes, him. a new uh, samurai-looking thing coming out soon. He apparently has about 100 films under his belt that he's directed, um, some that uh, you may know, like Audition. That was and, the only um, one I knew, I think. I had that on was DVD. was that, like, Ishii the Killer or something like that? Okay. Which is, like, another horror movie yeah. kind of thing. So, I mean, I don't know. From from what I've seen, as far as, like, some threads on different places, some people are like, well, for every good film, he has, like, five or six stinkers or so. <laughs> like, it's kind of like he's just a, a quantity over quality kind of director i don't really know if we even have like an american counterpart to that (laughs) who would have a hundred films yeah that's true we have directors who have been working since like the 60s basically who don't have even close to a hundred films i feel like from an acting standpoint mark Wahlberg, maybe (laughs) yeah well i mean actors shouldn't shouldn't be invested time wise as nearly as long as the director in in, in a film yeah. like you have you know like Paul Thomas Anderson like every 3 or 4 or 5 years and it's like <laughs> Takashi Miike is just like how Pumping many can I out. yeah how many in a year can it's I like get like Mick out? G 
<laughs> McGee. All right. Yeah, so I guess this 13 Assassins is a remake. Don't of try a, to speed uh, through the uh, pre-banter too quickly because we don't really have anything to say about the actual material. Well, I mean, I think a big part of this episode will probably be us talking about our, our experiences just watching the film. Oh, yeah. Very good. <laughs> that, that'll be super exciting be compelling. for everybody. Um, yeah, so, you know, we pretty much said the only real rules out there for the listener requests were we wanted movies only, and they needed to be fairly accessible for us where it wasn't going to be, you know, too much of an issue to to get a copy to watch. You know, hopefully it would be streaming somewhere or, you know, part of the plethora of Blu-rays at our disposal, that kind of thing. And so this technically fit all of our criteria. <laughs> um, now, I will say, I mean, you know, I had a conversation with Keith where there was some pushback from the show. Um and, he, and I feel like that made him start to flail a little bit and panic and be like, oh, you guys don't have to do it. I don't know. I have weird taste in movies. But it's like this movie does have a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. This movie is very well liked. People very well received. love their samurai shit, you know? There's that Criterion uh, samurai movie that I swear is always on everyone's like top five favorite criteria seven samurai yeah Yeah. i mean well obviously there are a lot of uh classic uh samurai films um you know like the last samurai starring tom cruise (laughs) the best one (laughs) starring a white guy uh no i mean i think obviously you know it's easy to see once i kind of like like i will say that once i kind of figured out the general idea of what was going on you could see a lot of like similarities in a film like this to um, American action films, or you know, like maybe even like a Tarantino, where he would obviously is really into this kind of stuff and probably yeah. would love this movie. So certainly the uh, the choreography for the fight scenes is quite extensive, and I mean it takes up a good amount of the runtime of the movie. Yeah, this also had kind of like a Home Alone feel. True, yeah. Where a like, lot of traps being set. <laughs> like they kind of throwing rig paint buckets. The entire town is like a giant trap or whatever. Um, I was thinking the amount of destruction that they do to that town. Those people really had to like buy in and agree to a lot. I mean, that place gets completely destroyed. Yeah. I mean, I. Imagine uh, having to move. <laughs> a lot Which of well, out, I don't, going out into the woods. On, this is taking place in 1844, I guess. I don't really think. Um, Just build a new treehouse. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think the roots are as deep as far <laughs> as like you know the. There's not like indoor plumbing even. I think no, you no, can no. kind of move on down the road. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> all right. So I guess before we fully jump in. Um, Follow the show on Twitter at Greatest Pod. Um, we will, you know, continue to work through these listener requests. We're gonna throw in some of our other stuff too. Um, really, this is like, I mean, this is episode number seventy-five. People, yeah, we're really like, ramping shit. it up. We're getting closer to that milestone of episode one hundred, right. <laughs> which for some reason is really something I want to do because I just think it would be funny to do a podcast that has a hundred episodes. That would be funny. <laughs> and ridiculous. Yeah, when you think about how many listeners we actually have right. to do 100 episodes, it's like, oh my God, <laughs> talk about banging your head off I the wall know. for no reason. And it's like, it is so depressing when you just see these uh, reaction videos on YouTube, just hundreds of thousands of views. Well, I mean, it's possible that if we put these up on YouTube, maybe we could get some listens that way. But I, I don't mean, know if we want... Th- I mean, those numbers are public. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I don't really know. understand the... Cult- well, what was the... Uh, yeah, because we were just watching movie trailers on YouTube, and there would be, like, reaction to the trailer. Oh, yeah. And it would have... 80,000 views. Yeah, I mean, it, it was insane. It'd be like, who is watching? Who cares what these people think? Who are these people? And it's like, we know what you're thinking. But it's like, come on. <laughs> well, we're doing like an in-depth 
thought out thing. We're not watching a. You're not watching us watch a thing and then react to it. I mean, occasionally. Although we did do the audio commentaries. Uh, yeah, but, but we've <laughs> kind of corrected our ways since then. And at least I would say occasionally funny. I mean, I don't know. The guys that I've seen on these reaction videos. Oh, well, like, yeah. Okay. So the one reaction video we watched was a reaction video to Takashi Miike's new film, Blade oh, of the yeah. Immortal. And the guys were like, oh, this is the first time we've done a reaction video <laughs> to a uh, samurai film. It's like, okay. I mean, I don't know what <laughs> what was happening. <laughs> Our first entry. I love how they. I just hate like that we live in this world where people act like a reaction video. Something is like a thing, right? It's like, why is that even a thing? Yeah, it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like these like videos where people. Like, oh no! Unboxings oh, yeah. or like hauls and stuff. It's like this isn't a thing. See, that's the thing. I do think maybe people would be quick to make the point of like, well, you guys do a podcast and no one listens to it and no one cares, and it's like. <laughs> Well, that's a fair point, but, but it's we like, know that. And here's the thing: I don't think that they're on the same level. I think what would be the equivalent to it is if you took videos of you unboxing your Blu-rays when they get delivered. I d- I've you thought about it. Oh, yeah, I mean, some of us would like to see that. Obviously, <laughs> certainly, you know, people in this room. But <sighs> yeah. Oh, so man. how long into this movie did it take you to kind of figure out what was going on? I would say, like, well. We had our little, you know, heart to heart about it what, that involved, you know, you texting Keith, and I had about <laughs> what, do this. like forty minutes left. Right. I would say, like, when I put that on, that last forty minutes, in the last twenty or so minutes of that, I kind of was like engaged with it. Yeah. So the last twenty minutes of the film, Once basically, they're all <laughs> fighting. I was finally starting to figure out who everyone was. I still had a hard time. Even in the last, yeah, I didn't know. All I was of them. like not sure what I can side start people to identify with some characters, but it's like I, I do think uh, <laughs> yeah, this was well, their hairlines for sure. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> even though theirs are actually cut off. <laughs> what what is the deal with that hairstyle? I don't know. That I don't is understand rough. it. But I mean, this was one of those things that it's like it was gonna touch on. I'm sure me getting uh, racist accusations, but honestly. <laughs> For a while, it's hard for me to like differentiate all the characters. And I know you're thinking, oh, that's crazy that you'd even say that. But all the time with these, like, I mean, I felt the same way with, uh, like, Black Hawk Down, like these war movies where you meet all these characters right in the beginning, and then they're all fighting, and you're like, who the hell's who? Yeah, I mean, maybe if it would have been three assassins, we could True. have figured it out. Yeah. But, th- I mean, 13 is a lot, especially when you're trying to read what they're saying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in but 18... 18- 44 in Japan. Uh, we have Lord Matsudera Nara Naritsugu. Yeah, that's right. Of Akashai. He's basically our big villain guy, and he's the half brother of the Shogun, which is, I guess, like a big deal. Which we kind of get some rumblings of what he's been up to. Uh, not super good stuff. Yeah, basically he tortures, rapes, murders his citizens of his little area at will. And I, the general idea is it seems like he's about to get a promoted. Bigger position <laughs> of power, yeah. Because his brother is super important and he's kind of shielded from any repercussion. And the film opens with a guy... Um, stabbing himself in the stomach, you know, very... A lot of that stuff going on. Yeah, I mean... Your classic samurai... Harry Carey, as they right. call it, yeah. or seppuka, seppuku. I don't know. I, I don't know how to pronounce any of these yeah. words. All Come right, on. people? Come on. And so, yeah, I mean, people are, like, pissed about this dude, and then, like, this other guy named Sir Doi. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Doi? <laughs> One of the main guys' his name's Doi. He pretty much, like, puts together, like, a, you know, a dirty dozen style oh, of assassins right. yeah true and they're like we gotta go well what really kind of kicks this off we have the little presentation of the girl with yeah. no limbs yeah there was some girl that lord guy matsudera naragutsu he like cut her well he really he didn't cut off like her whole arms and legs he cut them uh, off at like right. the elbows and the knees yeah and I guess like used her as like a sex doll or something. Is that what the implication? I was? guess so. But then they're also like, 
he's trying to get the guy that's talking to her is trying to get some answers out of her, and then the other person's like, she can't answer you. He cut her tongue out too. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of they have her write down what happened to the rest of her family or whatever, and she writes, and I don't know if this is like a translation barrier thing or what, but total massacre. Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> and makes it's sense. Like, sounds like a WCW pay per view. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I kind of this 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 part was obviously like kind of disturbing, but because like when she's presented to is this Sir Doy then who's she's I don't presented know no <laughs> I thought I this was know. Shinzazaro something yeah maybe S H I N guy something yeah well she's like basically has like a robe on or something and then they like take the robe off so she's like nude and has like no like half arms and half legs or whatever it's quite a sight you know making like an odd sound because she doesn't have like a tongue and it's rough i mean she looks like pretty emaciated and stuff (laughs) but like i also kind of had this feeling of like well this is like trying very hard to be disturbing Mm -hmm. you know which to me sometimes feels less disturbing then because I'm like, you you can like see the seams almost. You're like, all right, well they're trying really hard here yeah. to put this, to make this be super shocking. Um, Maybe it, I'm desensitized a little bit. It wasn't the most <laughs> shocking thing I've ever seen. Uh, I'll say that. Uh, but it is quickly followed up. Shinzaman. Yeah. He's kind He's of yelling our, out characters. Our hero. Uh, okay. So not Sir Doi. Right. Shinzaman. Sir, um, so Sir Doi isn't even one of the the twelve. I, his assassins. name is mentioned, but I don't know what his part is. I think. Well, he's one of the people who feels like wronged. Is it his? Is it his like nephew or something? Uh, is it his family? Because remember, he it might kills be his family. There's a part where like the the villain guy kills that dude after like raping the chick, and then he like cuts his head off. Oh yeah. Is that like related to Serdoy, maybe? Uh this is getting into very hazy territory yeah, for me know. as to what happened. But, uh, let's be honest. I mean, I was like literally an hour and a half into this and I'm like, I have no fucking clue what's going on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't really tell what was happening. So it was quite good. Um <laughs> So, okay. Basically like I guess, although we do get right after this whole girl with all her limbs cut off, kind of flopping around or whatever, we do get a check-in with the main uh, villain dude. He's just shooting arrows at, like, a family in a courtyard. <laughs> yeah. Just kind like of... a total cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's well, just, he's kind of like a Joffrey type. Well, yeah, the, the question, I guess, at the center of the film is, like, um, these kind of samurai and stuff have like this um, this code, this duty to, to protect protect their lord, as he's referred to several times. And I guess it's kind of this uh, introducing this idea of like free thinking amongst these um, honor bound warriors who usually don't have free thinking, right? And so it's like even ultimately at the end of the film, during like the last uh, conversation between Shinzaman and that other guy who's like the main protector of the villain that dude even like that main protector guy's like well yeah he is shitty <laughs> but like right. this is you're, a samurai is not supposed to think or whatever is basically oh, yeah, yeah. what he says the, the, you mean the guy that protects him like throughout the whole yeah. thing yeah then that like last right confrontation before you know Shinzaman finally gets his hands on Naritsugu. So, can we get into the whole scheme that they end up constructing? Get into it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they they say they form this group, and then they're just like, okay, we need to figure out where his uh, whole little uh, travel pack is going to be heading, and then we're going to make a deal with the town. Yeah, well, Sir Doy, I think comes in there with like some financial assistance and he has like a little bit of uh authority in the area. I don't know. He he kind of facilitates this deal with the t- with the town to create this trap. So they're like anticipating uh the main uh villain dude and his convoy to be about like 70 uh warriors or something. But it ends up being like a lot more. 
Okay, so they also enlist the help of Makino, a oh. minor lord whose daughter-in-law was raped and son murdered by Naritsugu. So basically, this Naritsugu guy has just... He's being a real asshole. Well, he's basically left a trail of enemies, and some are a little bit more important than just the common folk of the area. Well, I know the one guy that fights in the group, and I... I couldn't put it together while we're watching it, like what his backstory is. But it's the one guy, and he has the one little dude that fights with him that calls him Master. You know who I'm talking It's like those two are kind of like fighting together for a while. <sighs> well, there, was it the one who's the nephew? No. Oh. These were just like two no, other dudes know. in the group. Okay. I have no clue. I mean, I'll be honest. There was a lot of Twitter, oh, Instagram, no. uh, Reddit scrolling. Right. So if you like looked away <laughs> and then they're talking in another language, I mean, True. you lost the plot yeah. a few times. I mean, I'm just being, I'm going to, you know, I'm putting it all out there. No. That's Put the it truth. out there, yeah. I missed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I missed a lot of what was happening. <laughs> so when they're getting ready to go to this town, they need to like go through the woods and they meet some, I don't know, kind of hang around. He's Wildling like a, a hunter, and he, yeah. he is what brings it to 13. And that guy's like the comic relief, kind of, Yeah, I he guess. does not... I got that sense, even though I didn't find anything funny. No, I had the sense well, that he was supposed to kind of be, like, goofy he, and funny. Well, no, he... Well, yeah, I mean, he has this attitude that's just like, enough with the samurai. You know, yeah. like, he doesn't... My attitude. Yeah, right. He doesn't... <laughs> He doesn't have a sword or anything. He kind of like throws rocks. He's like the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. He just stinks and is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and it's for children. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, that guy, I did like his kind of final moments. And he, he kind of, in a weird way, even though it sucks for him because he gets stabbed in the throat by yeah, a sword. Brutal. He gets killed, though, by the main villain. Yeah. Like, he gets to talk shit, like, right up close, and then that guy, like, throws a sword while he's, like, talking to another guy. But, like, yeah, I thought that was kind of badass. It was, like, he's, like, yeah, samurais are boring. He's, like, this is lame. Well, yeah, well, he's, like, <laughs> yeah, talking about this chick that he, like, wants to go back and, like, hook up with or whatever. <laughs> like, that, at least that's what I gathered from it. But, yeah, he, uh, it kind of seems like they are, like, okay, you're going to be our guide through the woods, but he's not, like... They're not immediately like, okay, we're going to use you until the like people show up and there's actually like 200 and they expected there to be like 70 and then they're like, okay, actually we're going to enlist you in the group now. But yeah. he's all for it. I mean, supposedly this is all based off of, like loosely based off of like real events, which is kind of one of those things where you're I like, mean, what I sort can't of really imagine how this would have ever engineering happened. Engineering was going on. I, I will say I've never seen this in a movie before that whole uh contraption they were building to have just complete walls move and close in you know yeah well i mean i guess like you know with the odds stacked like so much against them as far as the numbers they had to like improvise so they you know they wanted to trap them into the village you know and have all the sides kind of closing in with like arrows and yeah, uh, explosives and there's like a, several points there's just like walls of fire right <laughs> i mean they're able to get the upper hand immediately by just being up on the high uh supports or whatever just shooting arrows at people but once they kind of get through that initial wave then it, it just kind of breaks down into chaos and different members of the party are kind of jumping in at different times to try and get to the villain dude but He's always kind of able to escape, and that, that one kind of gnarly samurai dude is protecting him. Yeah, and I mean, as the conflict goes on and on and on, um, most of the uh, assassins are killed, but, you know, they're most you know they're all able to kind of inflict their own level of damage onto the protectors of the uh, lord guy, Naritsugu. And eventually, you know, we're kind of down to, like, Shinzaman and his nephew, Shinrokuro, and... Who kind of had to be, like... Uh, he needed a little pep talk to be brought along at, at first. I missed that, but, oh. yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't he, think he was that interested in joining the party originally. His <laughs> uncle had to be like, you have a duty. Because I think he was kind of just having a fun time, 
uh, whoring around. <laughs> I will say not enough women in this one for me. Right. That's le- true. I know. And the only times they're really in it are, you know, that the one that was hacked to pieces and also the one that was raped. Right. So a lot of, like, rape culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Japan at this time, I would imagine. Yeah, I would say a lot of <laughs> hashtag Me Too's going around. <laughs> um, yeah, well, this is like finally, like you know, I kind of got the whole like as they were kind of building towards this final fight and like the booby traps and the whole thing. It's like okay, I kind of am understanding what the idea here is. I get like we have a villain, we gotta like unite the troops. Here, these are our heroes. The we got a few troops we can get. We got to take them out. Well, because it's like it's kind of a, it's kind of different from maybe like a more American story because this is just like in at this time in Japan, this is just something that like wouldn't be done, no matter how terrible this fucking dude is. Like, right. This is just something you wouldn't do. Yeah. You can't. Like do this kind of. I, thing. I guess it would even going back. So like, these guys are like, we got to think outside the box for the betterment of our country because if this guy ascends to a higher level of power, we're all gonna be fucked. More raping will be going on. <laughs> Unfortunately, in America, we didn't think about this last November, um, <laughs> <laughs> or we don't try to over overthrow our uh, movie production companies. <laughs> Well, it's happening now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, the dawn of a new era. <laughs> one million assassins on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. One million Twitter assassins. <laughs> God. God, the people in this country are just the worst. Right. Okay. So, <clears throat> Hanbei That's is like the, the main protect. Hanbei yeah. is like the protector of the. Lord Narixugu and, and then him and uh, Shinzaman, they have like a history. Yeah, they kind of came up on the same samurai streets or whatever. Yeah, and it's kind of like they make it a point to be like we were an equal match yeah. in the dojo when we were like fucking around, like they practicing, were in the, getting uh, ready. But then League of Shadows together. And Shinzaman just kicks mud in his face oh, and, kill, yeah. and kills him because he's like, goat, he's yeah. like, this isn't some fucking. We were expecting like a, you know, the Roadhouse type fight scene when uh, Dalton fights Jimmy, but it is not nearly on that level. <laughs> well, what could be? And yeah, that's true. <laughs> there should have been a throat grab <laughs> and references to fucking guys in prison. <laughs> That would have been incredible. Yeah. Hand base is like, I used to fuck guys like you. In, in the field. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's actually mercifully short. And uh, it's kind of just funny that Shinzaman kind of has to resort to cheating a little bit. Well, not cheating, but kind of dirty fighting. Well, he's had a long day. Oh, yeah. At this point, like, everybody's covered in blood. It's, honestly, when you watch this, it's unbelievable that any of them survive this. Yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately, I think it's just, just the, the nephew. nephew. Yeah. Um, Although, now, when they kind of... It kind of turns into, like, the end of Drive for a second. You know, when well, Ryan Gosling... Yeah, well, we're and- not there yet. Because <laughs> he's, still, he's still killing Hanbei. Yeah, even on this type of episode, I'd jump ahead. And <laughs> Well, I just wanted to get to the part where he cuts Hanbei's head off and then Narek Su- Sugu, or whoever you say it... All alone now. The villain, in the ultimate disrespect as far as Shinzaman is concerned, he kicks Hanbei's head. <laughs> because he's such like a sadistic sociopath, but like at the same time, you know, this is the most excited he's ever oh, been. Oh, yeah, I like, guess it should lo- be pointed out that while this whole fucking hour and a half battle sequence is going down he's just like smiling and loving it and cheering yeah and he like asks Hanbei, like is this what the age of war was like or whatever and they're like yeah i guess and he's like yeah this is great (laughs) and people are being (laughs) killed massacred place and now it's down to like shinzaman's nephew and the big bad of the film and yeah we have that moment from drive right where they're just kind of (laughs) <laughs> awkwardly stabbing each other. Yeah, there's no big fight. Like they basically just both stab each other in the stomach at the same time. <laughs> now, Shinzaman really kind of 
I mean, does he let this happen on purpose? Because he really does not guard himself at all as he's walking up. I'm not sure. I guess, I guess he, he is maybe letting it happen. He, Yeah. He probably, I, it's a little bit of a power move because he lets himself get stabbed, and then he stabs and then just keeps stabbing. <laughs> like, it just keeps going through. Yeah, and obviously he may have realized that Naritsugu is not actually prepared for how much this is going to hurt. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like how real this actually is. Because yeah. he almost is still kind of approaching this as if... It's a game. Yeah, and maybe he's unkillable. Like he's still not like grasping the reality of what's happened in this right. past hour or well, two. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's part of it all along. I mean, when you see him kind of just... Uh, murdering this family in a courtyard earlier, he really seemingly has no uh, just appreciation for human life. No. Eventually, you know, Naritsugu is like crawling away and like just basically experiencing really fear and pain for the first time. He ultimately thanks Shinzaman for showing him excitement before Shinzaman, <laughs> <laughs> Shinzaman just lops that head right off. Oh, yeah. And then Get Shinzaman just lays on the ground in the mud and dies too. And right. Then, we're basically left with just Shinro nephew, Kuro. Who's just like, what do I do now? Yeah, somehow uh, the hunter guy is still alive. He is? I don't remember that. The guy that gets the knife through the neck? Well, according to Wikipedia, I don't really remember that either. But yeah, I mean, very violent, bloody affair. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, more cultured people than us would probably appreciate it on a different level. We're oh, kind of we kind of have that barrier of like um if this would have been like in 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 English, I mean it probably would have just been kind of like a well-made action movie. Yeah. But what that's not necessarily like our cup of tea. We need that romantic angle. Oh, yeah. We need like a relationship. <laughs> right. Angle being yeah. <laughs> introduced. Even if there was, you know, some romance amongst the men in this movie, <laughs> there'd be something for me to... Uh... Brokeback assassins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what is there anything else we can really take from this? Um, Other than, you know, never do listener requests. Well, you know, I feel bad. I feel like we really <laughs> wanted to kind of bring it and get into it as much as we can. But, I I, I mean, even Keith would say... This, we've given this way more than I thought. Yeah. When we, were, <laughs> when we hit record on this, I didn't even know if we'd really even talk about the movie. Right. <laughs> I, I, I think even Keith would say, I, I mean, this is... What are you going to say? We can't break down every bit of action. And that is, it's like... Long extended. It's a long action fight choreogra- choreography. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I can't talk about the soundtrack, which is one of my go tos. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of hard. Like, I mean, you know, I think whenever we choose um, the topics that we normally do for the show, um, one of the criteria would obviously be like stuff that we're into but 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 even then there's another line of criteria of like we we do think ahead and like well what would we say like how would we do this because there's certain things obviously you know for long time listeners of the show i mean you'd see that we we haven't really done a lot of movies that would be categorized as like comedies and stuff like that because it's like you thinking ahead, you're like, well, we can't really what are we gonna say about this or whatever or like and so certain things are kind of off limits for us. And some even when you're just kind of reading the dialogue, you can't kind of jump on these, you know, there's no uh the rock and Vin Diesel being like never thought I'd trust a cop or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I need that kind of thing. Yeah, well, there's a certain stuffy seriousness to samurai films, I think that kind of make it harder unless you I think you know, I I think these type of movies could be ripe for parody, but oh, you yeah. have to be much more, uh, a, you know, experienced with them. I you haven't might have really to know like the genre a little bit more than we do too, because you know it's very like serious, and but like we're kind of you know having a hard time following the plots. So we're you know reading the words and not really like <laughs> experiencing it the same way as if they were speaking English, where we can like jump around in our right. head thinking about different things. I will say that by the end of the film, I was pretty into it. I did enjoy like 
the final battle sequence, which goes on forever, especially like the final showdown and I do with think Shinzuma and and yeah, the, and there's the certainly like a lot of main tense guy. moments uh, when they're like squaring off those two last samurai at the end, and they're just kind of like kind of planting their feet getting set and it's all like muddy and you're just like what's gonna happen it kind of seems like maybe one of them's just gonna like slip (laughs) you know (laughs) well for me it's like and this is something we come back to from time to time with period pieces it's like god could you imagine the smell like it's gotta smell so terrible yeah uh just, just a the horrible, horrible time um, to be alive. <laughs> again, I mean, I know I've brought it up before when we talked about it, and obviously, you know, humans and guys especially have just have always been able to have that drive, I guess, to really get it done. But you just think about the hygiene and what was going on, and I think about <laughs> just how, how like, OCD... I, I mean, how was, like, uh, who's... Who's the bald guy that's kind of famous for having OCD? Howie Mandel? Yeah. It's like, how was a Howie Mandel? Well, that's the thing, Matt. I don't think... Oh, it's a made-up disease for <laughs> people of the future. I mean, I don't know if things are necessarily made up, but yeah. like a lot of things that we're dealing with now, I mean, you didn't have a choice to deal with no. that kind of stuff yeah. back then. That just no wasn't hand a thing. sanitizer no. in 1840s Japan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's the other thing. It's like, and you kind of come back to maybe like a um, Game of Thrones or something like that, where it's like these people in this world, uh, the world in which this movie's taking place, and obviously right. this is a real time and place, where yeah. it's like Game of Thrones is imaginary, but like the people who are involved in the plot of this film, this is like their whole life. There's like, you know what I mean? There's no like waking up in the morning and going to a job, coming home, putting on the tv yeah no telling your wife about your day making dinner going to bed waking up repeat like this is it like this is this big adventure that they're on and like obviously like the regular people who aren't involved in this it's kind of like are experiencing a much more simplified version of kind of the same thing though it's like we just have to pick various spots of dirt to sleep on (laughs) well you do kind of like envy that kind of simple existence oh absolutely where there's yeah. not really like the bullshit that we're dealing it with it does make today. me wonder uh, yeah twitter uh, i mean <laughs> certainly i would think depression had to be considerably lower no fomo <laughs> fomo <laughs> you're a fomo <laughs> <laughs> i certainly suffer from it at times what are you missing out on I don't know everything. <laughs> I have like the I have the opposite. I have like I have a fear of like being included. Yeah, it's like oh god, leave me out of this. Right. Whatever this is. Yeah, I mean, what else is going on in our world? I mean, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. We don't really take you know November as seriously as far as like a special month as like you know right. October, but. You know, we have, like, a lot of big Oscar contenders coming out. Remember uh, back on the old uh, Killer Cinema days when we tried to do uh, Thanksgiving? (laughs) We talked about our favorite Thanksgiving movies, which lasted all of 25 seconds when we decided that there aren't any. (laughs) We were like, yeah, people seem to like planes, trains, and automobiles. All right. (laughs) Next topic. Uh, Yeah. Well, you know... The killer cinema days were much more free-flowing, experimental. For sure. Um, We literally would review like a pretty current movie almost every episode. Oh, yeah. Which was kind of (laughs) nuts. We were pretty dedicated to going to the theater at that point. Yeah, now it's like a whole effort to try to get there. Yeah. Um, But we still see some movies. (laughs) Well, yeah, I, I definitely think that the give us a second episode for two best and worst of 2017 will be a real fun one because i i've i've liked a ton of movies this, in 2017 yeah it's been a great year and i mean i'll even say watching the trailers uh last night or whenever we were doing it might be one of my favorite moments of 2017 <laughs> some good stuff pretty on low there. bar 
for you? Uh, the Disaster Artist, which looks incredible. Yes. That was the first time I saw the trailer for I, Tanya, which just, I mean, looks unbelievable. Yeah, well, you know what's funny is, like, we, in our best and worst of 2016, we actually sung the praises of the bronze which nobody oh, really right. cared about or liked. Yeah, and this is like right in that same and we vein. Th- I mean, I thought the bronze was like hilarious, and I've watched it probably like four or five times, yeah. which has to be the most in the world, I would think. <laughs> and now we get like the real life version of that, which right, is even more insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which actually involves like an, att- it- an attempted, you know, injuring of a competitor. It kind of has that like, uh, like Fargo type feel to it too with some yeah. of the characters. Idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I Tanya is going to be great. I obviously the three billboards movie, which comes oh, out yeah. like soon. That looks incredible. I mean, yeah, this, this year is going to be great. And it, even uh, just watching the trailer for the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah. Uh, anytime we get some Daniel day Lewis, but that just looks insane. I mean, <laughs> It's hard to really tell, but what yeah. the deal is. But yeah, I will say, I mean, he seems tough. That character, <laughs> yeah, he seems I mean, a bit critical. I think it's kind of underrated that we got new Aronofsky. We got we're getting new Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, we have Fincher working on Mindhunter, which is great, you know. And then not to mention I, a couple of other really strong candidates as far as like French movies that I've loved this year. And also, you know, your boy who directed in Bruges is doing this three billboards. Right. And, And, uh, whoever directed lady Macbeth. Good job by them. Yeah. Good Lord. (laughs) Um, I was excited to find out that the, you, (laughs) this, this podcast is like real exciting for everyone. Oh yeah. I was excited to find out that that UK, blu-ray release is i think it works for region a so i should be able to get that on (laughs) blu-ray soon that is big news i was really that was one of the first things i did this morning was like i should check in on ebay again to see if anyone's updated if anything though this is kind of like a good just check in with what's going on and i mean i don't know whenever someone tells me about a trailer that i don't know about i i get excited check out the trailers for i tanya the disaster artist Phantom Thread. Yeah. What else? Um, the Last Jedi, which kind of doesn't look great. Oh. Now, Keith is going to be inconsolable. I mean, I'm not saying that it isn't going to be great, but I, I can't. Am I the only one now that's a little bit worried about just too many Star Wars movies? Like, this is not uh, going to end well for anyone. We're so heading. You're into not going to get any argument from me. We're I, heading into that Marvel anything, territory. Kind of giving me shit because I was uh, critical of the last two. Rogue One was not amazing. The second right. half is good. I thought the Force Awakens is probably yeah better than most of the other Star Wars. Movies, well, yeah, including Return of the Jedi and oh. also maybe Star Wars. <laughs> 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 I mean, I would I would put it like right up behind Empire Strikes Back, maybe. No, yeah. it's probably like I would say it's at least equal to Star Wars. It's well, I think, it's definitely better than Return of the Jedi, which um, is maybe worse than Revenge of the Sith. Well, I think <laughs> that uh, the original stuff still has that kind of original feel. This felt like there was a The Force Awakens to me felt like there was a lot of stuff that was just to get a reaction from the audience. Well, I got it. Yeah, that's true. It did. So I don't know. Well, I'm yeah, but But I didn't hate the movie for that. But I'm like kind of on that that thing now. Maybe I would rethink it differently if I saw Force Awakens. But like part of it is just that we've already got Rogue One. Now we already are getting Last Jedi, and then you know uh, Ron Howard is directing this Han Solo movie, which I'm sure is coming out soon because it seems like the cast is already ready, and uh, that seems like it's already about to happen so i'm sure that's next year and Mm -hmm. you know it's i i you know i think people initially when it got sold to disney were like well there's gonna be a new trilogy it is weird no there isn't gonna be a new trilogy there's gonna be a never-ending yeah it's a new star wars movie every year and i mean you think these episodes ones are gonna stop at nine yeah oh i mean they're gonna you know obviously harrison ford's 
uh, this Ow. is a solo. Yeah. I mean, this is a uh, spoiler, but Harrison Ford's character is killed in Force Awakens. <laughs> Uh, real li- all, real always- life spoiler: Carrie Fisher died. Yeah, and then you know I'm sure Mark was, Hamill is going to be, be like arrested or something. I don't know. He's so scary <laughs> for looking. vagrancy. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a bum. It's funny. I was reading an article. He was like the only one of the big three that was like not into this. Like he didn't. Oh, re- really? He didn't really want to do it. And oh. he was like, I would have thought Harrison he was, Ford. For he was sure. banking on that. He was thinking, well, if, when Harrison says no, I'll be able to say no. Oh, but yeah. But then Harrison Ford said yes, and he was like, well, I guess I have to now. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Because Carrie Fisher been. was in, like, immediately. Yeah, of course. And then Harrison Ford, like, <laughs> was like, all right. And then Mark Hamill was just like, oh, I guess I have to. Do. Well, he was more just like, you know, the original three are special, and it's like, we might ruin it. But it's like, well, I don't know. You're not going to ruin anything. No, but. it's fine. All the nerds I mean, love a, this bullshit. It's fine. Yeah, and, and this is the world we live in now. It's just it, it is. You're well, not going to ruin anything because they're going to make. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I bought the Twin Peaks book, I had a whole conversation with the dude, and I was like, "Yeah, they might be doing a season four. and it was kind of like, "Yeah, I don't know what they would do now." He's like, "Almost everyone's dead." Yeah, and I'd be like, "Well, nothing. Here, we live in this world where nothing ever ends," and he was just like, "Yeah, good point." <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like true. nothing is ever over anymore. Right, it just goes on forever. I mean, I, you would think it's like you think after like this next season, it's like the end of the Game of Thrones universe. No, there's gonna I, be spinoffs. Right. I already think they were already talking about a spinoff. Oh, I'm sure. Show. Yeah, they need to do a movie though, like Robert's Rebellion. <laughs> yeah. We're jumping from one thing to the next. You know what though? They need to they need to bring back the original campers from Bug Juice season one, and we need to get a like a full season follow-up on what's been going on with yeah. them in the last 20 years. It's been 20 years since they were at Waziata. <laughs> what's been going on? Right. Who's dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people, if people haven't listened to like our old episodes, like what the fuck are they talking about yeah. now? We've just jumped into a whole I other world. Someone actually did uh, recently listen to the Halloween 3 episode, and they were like, Really? That's the one that you guys kind of lift up as your, you know. Who said this? Um, well, I'm not going to bury anybody on the podcast. I mean, they, it's not like they were like, oh, it was terrible. I just think, I guess when you go back to those, that was still early enough that maybe like. Yeah, there's definitely the some early awkwardness. But like, I think the reason we hold that up is because that's exactly what we wanted to do was to take things that happen in the movie and right. just go off on these like little. Now I will say they they said that when they only like started listening to the episode they did uh, retract and did think that there were some good jokes in it so <laughs> come on yeah the whole that whole movie just I mean it basically writes a podcast episode on its own it's I mean, just the like part so absurd where you're talking <laughs> where we're talking about uh, Doctor Chalice like after he has sex with the chick and then he just kind of like wakes up and he's like all right let's drive back to town. <laughs> It's he's like, like just well that woman gets killed in the room next to them and like he that wakes them up and they're like what the fuck's going on and we're like yeah he's just sobering up right. for the first time <laughs> he's like we gotta get out of here <laughs> all right okay uh thanks for listening folks uh this was a listener request that <laughs> we touched on a unexpectedly little, yeah. went off the rails talked about star wars uh, of course we managed to get halloween 3 in there <laughs> that's our goal is to bring it up in every episode um, yeah, so be on the lookout for the next listener request very soon. Should we say who it was from? Or leave that up to just for the we'll next leave one? It. We'll, we'll leave it. We'll announce it in the next Yeah, episode. we'll leave it to Miss. We'll, so that'll do it, and uh, we'll see you next time.
Erica Branning, Lawrence Anderson, Jared Smallridge, Zach Schoendorf. Okay. 